All right, this is Brent Leary, and sitting with me today is the CEO of Sugar CRM, Larry Augustine. Larry, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Brent. Always happy to sit down and chat with you. And we're sitting here at the SugarCon, and uh, I've been coming here for, gosh, seven or eight years. Seven or eight Something years. Like that. That's good. Uh, it is good. And I think this year has really been an eye-opener from my perspective just because of some of the really interesting things you guys laid out, um, particularly over the last couple of days. But this morning at the morning keynote, uh, there were several really interesting things that you guys are working on around artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, just s some fabulous stuff, and also one around Candice uh, we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about. Uh, but maybe just from a high-level perspective, give me uh, your perspective of what uh, your customers are saying about some of the things that you've talked, to, talked about and touched on today. Yeah, so you know, I think if you look at CRM, for a long time CRM has been a collector of information. And uh, you know, we've been talking for a long time about turning it not just into recording information, but also a system of engagement that helps people do their jobs. And the next step of that is, is not just giving them a system that helps them manage how they work, but now begins to give them something back in terms of intelligence. And if you look at our journey, I sort of think of it in those three pieces. You know, stage one is you still need to be a system of record. Mm -hmm. You still need, to have, still need to record the data, and you need to have access to that. You need to automate that more and more so it's much less about the person putting that data in, and that's been part of our journey. So. You integrate with systems, you integrate with email, other data sources, so those are more come in, come in more automatically. Um, and then you make the uh, workflow and the activities easy to do, so the system helps people do things, not just presents data. And then the next step to that is, is intelligence, and you saw some, some of our future vision around that today. You know, today we, we announced a couple of things, the, the Sugar Intelligence Service, which is really a collection of services that help uh, collect data, do data augmentation, and then give you some intelligence and, and analysis around that. And we showed a we showed a concept with a uh, digital sales assistant, uh, Candice, who was helping a person, you know, through natural language query, um, you know, understand their prospects and know what to do next. So yeah, some exciting things there. Uh, one of the things I, I, I like in that that, that we're, we'll, we'll be uh, delivering very shortly here as part of that is the data augmentation around a person. So if you think about where your contact starts with a person, it's frequently an email address. So the way we have uh, with the service now, you put in an email address and you can get back a fully populated record that tells a lot of information about a person. And if you think about what a good salesperson does today, what do they do if they, if they have an email address or they have that starting point around a person? They probably open up multiple tabs in their browser, they start searching for that person, they'll go on Facebook, they'll go on LinkedIn, they'll do a Google News search, uh, they'll go to company bio page, they'll go to all the, so they'll go to Twitter, social media, Instagram. There's a lot of information on people out there now. It's all very public. This is not you know, information that's, that's secret. It's information we all put out about ourselves, and um, when you're going to meet someone, salesperson, a good one will, of course, go and just do that work. You know, and that can be 30 minutes of work or more, opening multiple tabs in a browser. You think about it, it's very mechanical. This is not rocket science, <laughs> right? 
And uh, essentially what we're doing is pulling all that information together now in a very easy way. Email address, you get one screen, you click, you pull that in. And then the next step is, is some insights around that. So I think you saw in the demo today, oh, the, the, uh, the person we're going to talk to is a, uh, I think it was a Patriots fan. Yeah, right. which I tried to ignore because I'm not a, a big Patriots fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but, but you look at that and say, okay, what is their favorite sport? Right? Um, uh, do they have kids? You know, do their kids play soccer? Do they play baseball? You know, what's the, what, what are some things that when you sit down and talk to this person, you can get to know them, you can break the ice, and you can understand them? Yeah. And, and it's not, um, you know, on one hand, I want to say, oh, this is very sophisticated, you know, uh, uh, things, but it's, it's not science fiction. I guess that's the message, right? So when you think about some of the things you mentioned, and that were mentioned in the, in the various keynotes. IoT, machine learning, M2M, artificial intelligence, all the things that I would assume most salespeople don't even want to think about. But right. are those the things that will actually make CRM usable and increase adoption for those salespeople? Well, those are the things that behind the scenes will create the information that uh, an insight that you can give to the salesperson that will mean the salesperson, before they talk to a prospect or go into a meeting, the first thing they want to get, they're going to want to do is check the CRM system, right? It has to be the, I'm going into this meeting, I better check the CRM system because it's going to help me as I'm going into the meeting. It's going to tell me who I'm meeting with, what they care about, a little bit about them. And, and again, it, it, it doesn't have to be hugely sophisticated. That's, that's part of my message. Right now, now over time it'll get more and more sophisticated, and you heard some of that futures that we're looking at. But uh, I think one of the things that that sometimes hits our industry is is people like to talk way, way in the future and and science fiction things, and and you know it's not believable, right? Uh, uh, the things, a lot of the things we're showing today, very believable. Um, uh, things you can understand and gather about a person, and so we're all about delivering that today. Uh, so I think there's really interesting things there, and that will make the system a, you know, must-have for that mm -hmm. salesperson to use. You made the point in your keynote yesterday about being a CRM company by choice mm -hmm. and drilling down and doubling down on CRM. Talk a little bit about why you said that and why that's important. Yes. Yeah, so, so we believe that there's a lot of opportunity for innovation in CRM. There's just one example of it. Uh, and that can lead, there's a lot of, uh, uh, even the digital revolution is leading to that. The information we can now gather on the internet digitally, you know, compared to what people could find out, you know, even five years ago, so much more sophisticated. We now have the tools to process that. So I see immense opportunities to innovate in core CRM. For us, that means that, that We've chosen to be that company, CRM company, and we are not deliberately choosing not to expand our, I'll say, breadth of solution footprint. So what does that mean? You know, we're not in the marketing automation business. We have great partners there. They do marketing automation. Um, and, and I'll talk specifically, you know, we compete with Salesforce. You know, they've acquired ExactTarget, uh, Pardot, they've acquired Demandware, 
required steel brick. Those are all spaces where we're happy to partner and we're not going to go into those spaces because we see opportunity to get deeper in CRM and we're a CRM company first and, and that's our mission and, and vision. Um, I think it's a great place to be. Uh, if I look at the market out there, I think we're differentiated doing that. Uh, I, I don't think the other players are going there. And, and that's, not a, that's not saying their business model is bad. They're simply, they're, they're going down a different strategy, which is a perfectly valid strategy, and they're going to be very successful at that strategy. I see a need for a different kind of company in the space, one which is just focused on CRM, best of breed, pure play, that can go very deep in innovation in that space without worrying about building out those other pieces. So we're in 2016, uh, halfway through the year, and I still see and hear stories of companies, and they, they can be kind of rather large companies, who are just making the decision to yep. use CRM today. And yes. They're still, uh, one of the terms I heard at the conference is being an excellent company, meaning running their company yes. on Excel. Yes. Are you surprised that that is still the case in 2016? I, I am both surprised and uh, encouraged by the fact that I think a lot of companies aren't there and it's an opportunity for, for, for business. But it, it, it's interesting. Look at the market. So if you look at the market, total commercial seats of CRM sold today, 28 million. It's probably less than 30 million. You know, I've been sort of watching it creep up over the years, and, and I'm pretty sure it's still less than 30 million. You compare that with people who are in customer-facing roles in businesses. So if you look at people in sales, marketing, customer service, um, you measure percentage of employees across businesses. So you look and say, um, typically half of a business is customer facing. Now that varies by industry, obviously. Um, some far more so and some less, but that's more of an average. And then you take titles by sales, marketing, customer service. You know, you look out there today and there are 350 to 400 million people that, whose jobs are to talk to customers in business. And you compare that to less than 30 million seats of CRM, and... That's not even 10%? Not even 10%, yeah. right? And that's why you see what you see, which is, which is a lot of companies are still not there. Uh, they're not using a commercial solution. Uh, they're using something, let's be, let's be clear, but they're not using a, a sophisticated CRM dedicated solution. They're using Excel, right? They're using email. We, we, we get, you know, as much as we see Excel, we see, oh, we have a, we have a process for organizing folders in email, hmm. right? That, that, we see that one all the time. And, you know, by the way, that's not a bad solution when you're three people. You know, it, it, it's, just be fair, it's not a bad solution when you're three people because you can look at the person next to you and you can just say to them, hey, I'm going to put everything in this folder and we'll, we'll follow it along, we'll track together, and you can do that. But when you're 10 people or 20, as it starts to grow, that breaks down and you have no, um, you have no way to track, uh, you have no way to report on that. Uh, when you are handing from one person to the next, the history gets completely lost mm. in all of that, right? And, and so those solutions don't scale. Uh, I say there's nothing wrong with them with, with for, for small, 
they're, you know, they're valid. They're also CRM solutions that work for small as well. But yeah. but that's a different the different place in the market. Um, though what happens is companies still grow up with those, and eventually at some point they realize this isn't going to work for me. I have to change it. But yeah, I think I think so. I think it's a market that's maybe ten percent penetrated, uh-huh. and I, and sometimes I think that puts me in a in a uh, in a place where uh, uh, I think I'm seen as you know out there a little bit because some people will say, oh CRM, it's a um, um, you know legacy market, uh, it's mm-hmm. highly penetrated. Everybody has one of those, right? And and I just don't think that's the case. Uh, if you look at us, about sixty percent of the implementations we do, customers have come to us, we're not replacing a commercial CRM. So they're coming at it without ever using something... Something like commercial. Right. Right. Either something like Excel, Outlook, yeah. or... Excel, Outlook, or Homegrown. Okay. There's a lot of Homegrown out there, right? There's also a lot of new applications. So sometimes people look and say, oh, big company, they sort of think the one CRM. Mm-hmm. And some companies run that way, sort of one CRM. Right? But the larger the company gets, the more diverse you get business units and geographies and territories and divisions, and uh, they, they're going to launch a new business. They don't necessarily want to put it on the corporate CRM because it may have a different process, right. different sales model, and they'll look and pick potentially a different tool. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually talk to a lot of companies that have multiple systems. Right, so so that's far more prevalent than people would think. Okay, so let's let's uh, think about in terms of some of the things that I saw at this conference, mm-hmm. the, the things that you were baking into Sugar CRM. You got the artificial intelligence, you got the machine learning, you, you're having the digital assistance, all these things. And after what we just talked about, CRM has been around for almost thirty years, mm-hmm. and we're seeing a ten percent roughly penetration mm-hmm. rate. Mm-hmm. Are the things that you've displayed throughout throughout the conference? Is that going to accelerate the move to CRM in the next five to ten years? Are, you, are we going to see that ten percent penetration rate jump to let's say twenty percent? I think I think we will begin to see it jump. Okay. Um, uh, part of it is the digital revolution is making more people comfortable with all of these technologies and you know, not just paper and pencil, right? So the, the, the concept that I have an application that helps me do all this is becoming more widespread. Mm-hmm. And integrating with all the various digital technologies helps to encourage the growth and adoption and usage of that. So part of it is just digital revolution in general. Part of it is that the systems are delivering more and more value and they're less and less record keeping, right? right? So if you look at the, the uh, part of the way I got to that large number of potential users is you're expanding the set of people inside a company who can the system can help. If it's just record keeping, it's going to be a smaller set. If it's just sales management, it's going to be a smaller set. Right? But if it's, you know, everyone who potentially talks to a customer and coordinates around the customer and it helps them do that job, it's a bigger set. So so as you expand into helping more of the end user's role, and delivering more value to the end user, that's part of the way you expand. So I think the statistics today show that in a typical company, about um, the penetration of CRM is about 20%, mm-hmm. whereas about half of the company is customer-facing. 
So you think about that difference, right? 20 versus 50. You know, part, part of it is how do you find the companies that don't have something, but the other part of it is you know what happens when you go from 20% of the company's users to 50% of the users. That's a that's a big jump as well. You know that in itself is you know two and a half x the the uh, uh, the market right. in existing companies, right? And and again, you got to deliver more value to them. It's got to be easier to use for them, and that's where things like the insight. And the intelligence mm-hmm. will add more value across the business. So, last question, and in the end, um, how important is CRM today as compared to twenty years ago, or fifteen, now five years ago? Well, so, so yeah. I think if you go back, and, and I don't know if it's 10, I don't know if it's five, fifteen, or twenty, right? But um, CRM has evolved from the tool the VP of sales uses to manage their business and people to the center of the front office. So if you look at ERP as the center of the back office, mm-hmm. and there are a ton of financial and operational systems around a company that will plug into ERP. You know, your, your uh, expense reporting and tracking, right? Uh, you know, HR and employee tracking, all those things will tend to plug into ERP. CRM holds that same role in the center of the front office. So, you know, marketing automation, right? Um, um, other systems that are delivering information to the customer or across the front office will plug in around CRM and it becomes that center. So, uh, you know, I talked about e-commerce and CPQ, and marketing automation, and you can kind of go down the list. They all have to sit around, around CRM. So those, those sort of become the dual platforms that sit at the middle of the company. And so in that sense, I think CRM has become more important and grown out of the tool for the VP of sales to manage that business to the platform on which a company manages their customer-facing part of their business. Thanks for the time. It was really great. A lot of great information and a lot to look forward to for next year's SugarCon. It's a great place to be in the market. I'm excited. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Brent.